0: Welcome to the Makeshift Podcast, hosted by Chris Powell from Full Steam Designs, and myself, Corey Stanley from Odyssey CNC, and this week we have Jake Largan from Metal Chef Customs. How are you doing
1: today, Jake? Doing all right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start this off with, it's Largen, not God damn it, Largen. it! I knew it.
0: I knew it. I was taking what a gamble if, there, because Chris said it before.
1: What do I say, <laughs> do do I did say when over? I read it out? Everybody does it. I'm used to it, but let's just go ahead and set the record straight off the rip. So, Largen. Largen, got it. Yep, exactly. I won't forget it. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> All right, Jake Largen, how's it going? Oh, you know, it's typical Wednesday night, just relaxing at this point. Work killed me, so. I'm, like, I'm liking those uh, that headset you got on. You know, nice. you, you make do with what you got sometimes.
2: It's like the gamer girl cat ears. We made him wear it. He had yeah. other sure ones. did. But then when these ones came into the picture, we, t- we took a vote real quick and decided he was going to have to wear these.
1: Yeah, two out of three. We we got that one. Well, you can't take <laughs> life too seriously sometimes, you know. Uh, it's true. That's why I do a podcast with Corey. <laughs> well, all right, fair. You got me beat on that one.
0: You know when you should take life seriously, Jake? When I'm you're listening. driving people around in the rental car. <laughs> Look. Do we really forgot, need to go into that? I forgot about that. Uh, I, I was trying to figure car. out. How soon I wanted to get into that. On Jake's uh, amazing you, driving. I was wondering
1: when you were going to yourself.
0: But you gave me a perfect segue there. And I had
2: to I'm, take it. <laughs> I'm getting car sick just thinking about this. I gotta, I gotta pull
1: over. Hang on. It I'm wasn't gonna, you. It was the car. I'm never going to drive a car like. Newer than five years because of that car. <laughs> that thing was pretty rough. What
2: was it? It was like a, like it was a hun-
1: Hyundai Kona. Yeah, I've Kona. never even heard of that. I had yeah, neither. I didn't either. Yeah. I missed our Charger from last year. Mm. Yeah, was that was, Challenger.
2: was a Charger. I think it was a Charger.
1: It was a Ford. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that yeah. thing was,
2: uh, I mean, I won't say it was nice, but I mean, it at least drove okay.
1: Yeah, but everybody thought we were Keith because we had New Jersey tags.
0: Mm. that's right i forgot about that too
1: i remember weird things
0: don't ask so anyway jake was at a maker camp with us yeah that was a long uh, we, short we probably said that a few times since then that we've mentioned jake well, this is the jake that we mentioned so Hi, most people probably know but jake yeah and if, you, kid, if you listen to our,
2: our patron read you know jake yep. i'm on that list so where did your, why you use the name metal chef customs? Why, uh, yeah. why do you do that? Where did that Well,
1: go full, full disclosure. I actually stole the basic concept from, uh, Jeff Fader. Um, he has this whole thing about how blacksmithing and cooking are basically the same thing. You take raw ingredients, you add a little heat, a little technique, and then you have a finished product. And I, I was in kitchens for the first 17, 18 years of my life. And then back in 2020, I had a little bit of an incident, and I got out of kitchens. And so now I do, I want to say metalworking, but I do a lot more than that. Um, I work for a company that manufactures high-end light fixtures. And so I've done a little bit of everything from building the lights to doing finishing work to now I'm cutting the glass that goes in every fixture. Uh, Worn a lot of hats in the last three years. It's kind of fun. Nice. None of them yeah, compared good. to the hat you're wearing now, though. <laughs> oh yeah, this is this is one of a kind for sure.
0: <laughs> so when you say you you cut glass,
1: um, you you cut that by hand. So s- some of the fixtures we do by hand. Um, okay. But then we also recently adapted a uh, or adopted sorry, adopted a CNC machine, and so there's. We got a bunch of programs for a bunch of the fixtures, and it it cuts, and then we go in and break it by hand. It doesn't do everything, but it does what we need it to. Hmm. Um, fun nice. thing I found. Fun thing I found out earlier today is that we're one of the biggest consumers of brass on the East Coast, and so our distributors actually hold on to stock for us because they know we're going to use it one way or another. Hmm. Which That's cool. Brass is a material I don't. I personally don't like. Um, I can't. I have yet to figure out how to forge it. Copper, it's great. Steel, awesome. Brass, get it away from me. Hmm. I guess it's just that little bit of zinc in there that just makes it finicky. Yeah, I've never tried.
0: I know, I know a machines pretty easy, but I've never tried uh, forging with it. So,
1: speaking of forging, Chris, have you gotten? Uh, have you? done your blacksmithing class this week or are you is that more- yeah i had no nah, i had
2: uh i got it uh tuesdays is my long day and uh friday is just like a i don't know five hours or whatever half day
1: <clears throat> so, okay
2: yeah i had one of them this week still working on my uh joinery projects so there i'm gonna come up with <laughs> how's that how's that going it's going i gotta come up with 15 different joints so it's kind of kind of stretching the you know, definition of connecting metal together for some stuff, but I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm messing around with some cool stuff. I did like these, uh, I don't know what you would call them. It's almost like Japanese joinery, like kind of like, uh, one's like an angled half, half dovetail or something. I don't, I don't know what you'd even call it, but <clears throat> I was, you know, after I forged it, like roughed it in, I kind of did some file work on it to clean it up. And it's just like a little undersized, so I think I'm going to take like a piece of, like a strip of brass and like sandwich it between there. Um, mm. And then I got to do some work to actually like put some straps around them to hold it all together. Um, I was going to try another one where I would, where it had a little bit of a gap too. And I was going to try like pouring brass into it or something that, or like mm. okay. solder or something,
1: you know, but we'll see. Have you ever braised anything before?
2: Yeah. yeah, we did a lot of that in the
1: Navy. Okay. Yep. see, yep. I, I'm a Navy brat. I was never actually in the Navy, so there's a lot you guys know that I don't. Well, you might what know more of? than most people just by, by being a brat. <laughs> no, we didn't sure. go anywhere. Hmm. Dad was a mine warfare specialist, and it was Charleston and, I think, San Diego, so we didn't go anywhere. Corey, what's going on with you?
0: Well, I've been working on that uh, Langmuir mill, uh, uh, finally yeah. got the enclosure all built today, this nice. is kind of a pain in the ass. I mean, <laughs> not that it, there was anything wrong with it or the process, like the instructions were great, but it's just getting it all lined up square together. And then I also had to put silicone on every surface of it so that, you know, when the coolant spray in, there, it's not leaking out. So just trying to do that with one person and like get everything lined up and tight, is driving me nuts. The epoxy. So this is a, I think this
1: is a laser. Or no it it's a, a
0: it's a milling machine it's like a, okay. a gantry
1: mill so, yeah i'm just dabbling in the cnc world so like what you're doing is completely alien to me so what do yeah you think?
2: So, oh good well what do you what do you think like rigidity is going to be like on that or, or just you know because like normally a like a heavy duty milling <laughs> machine would be moving the table yep. you know do you think do you think you sacrifice by having it on the gant on a gantry like that
0: See, I don't know, because I guess it depends on how the table's made. Like, a lot of those, like, I mean, obviously, like, a almost like a, a Bridgeport mill or, like, a, a knee mill like that, you know, they have, like, a dovetail and they're all cast and all that. So, they're probably super rigid, um, but I feel like you lose um, your your envelope of cutting area, you know what I mean, with uh, just the way those, like, the knee can only go you know, so far back and forth. So I feel like with the gantry, I have a bigger cutting area, but it also seems super stout. And that's what I liked about it. Like that whole, the gantry on it is fabricated and it's heavy as shit. And then, um, just, I mean the whole, it's, it's ball screws. It's not like it's like dovetailed or something that would be like, like obviously ball screws are pretty precise, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's still, I think, I think it's going to be very rigid for the price of the machine. You know, what I mean, like obviously, if I if I had like a Haas or something, that I was spending like forty or fifty grand on, it'd probably be way more rigid and faster. But I think, <laughs> but I, I don't know what that was, but for the uh, for the work. price, and uh, I think it's going to be. It, they look really impressive. Like all the videos I've seen of them, people are like hogging material, with it, and I'm like, damn, that's that's more than I need. Like because I yeah. I'm not, I didn't buy it for a production machine. I bought it for basically prototyping and and cutting some red dots uh sites for the slide work for the siguo guys so it'll do that stuff all day long
2: yeah um i i guess i didn't really think about that that you end up with like a smaller footprint yeah with it not moving the table there
0: yeah because even was... uh, even dave's haas that he had in the shop and he, he had a mini mill two i think mm-hmm. um I think he only had like 16 inches of travel on the the Y direction, like um, I guess forward and backward from where you're standing left and right. I think he had like 20 some inches of travel, but this machine, it's like, I think it's 22 by 22 travel space. So you can do some pretty big stuff on there and it has more room in there. Like that's, that's the cutting area of the fixture table. But if you need to like, like for the gantry plates, if I'm cutting those and they're bigger than that, I can like offset them to one side or the other and just have a, a flip operation and cut the other side of it. So yeah, I think, I think it'd be great. I mean, I haven't made any, I haven't cut with it yet. I should start cutting it tomorrow because I need to, uh I need to flatten the fixture plate because you know, it's all, it was all poured in the concrete. Um, so I still have to deck the top off that and then it should be good, good to go after that. But I mean, like, the precision on it seems pretty accurate so far, just in the setup, like it's within like two tenths in any direction, basically of accuracy. And I feel like that's pretty good for, 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 yeah, what it is. For, for, you know,
2: a hobby geared milling machine, yeah. you know, yeah, I feel yeah. like it's really stretching the definition of hobby there though. You know, like it's, it's pretty close yeah, had- to that line.
0: Yeah, I had I had somebody give me shit and they were like, oh, nice, nice hobby mill you got there. Uh, but I'm like, and, and this is coming from a person with a $50,000 machine. And I know that person's only probably made like, I don't know, probably less than five grand on their machine in like the couple mm-hmm. years they've had it. <laughs> and so you if you're buying like a $50,000 machine and in a few years you've only made like five grand or you can buy a machine for, you know, six or seven grand. And then it could be paid off with the same amount of work in a couple of years. Like kind of kind of seems silly to be giving it shit when like it seems like the smarter choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless unless you know what you're going to make and you've got a product in mind and you know you're going to crank out a shit ton of them, then yeah, go with something that's got like a tool changer and super repetitive. But if you don't know exactly what you're doing, you just going to prototype stuff and or learn how to machine then start with something that you know, you're not going to stress out about the payment every month.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: It'd be, it'd suck to be paying five grand a year on something that you don't even make that
1: much on. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. We're, we're actually looking at, uh, from what I'm hearing, we're looking at new CNC machine already for our glass operations, just cause it's what, what they wanted it to do and what, what it's doing is just not lining up. So I, mm. I, I get that. Is it like a,
2: a cutting bit, or is it like a like a drag bit? Yeah, it scores
1: it. Yeah, it scores it exactly. Yeah. So it, wow. we just we put in the CAD file and it scores out what we need, and then we go and actually break it by hand.
0: So what's the process to break it by hand? Do you have to like lay it on like um like some like ball bearings or
1: something and like push down, or is it like? So the Does... table that we've got is is basically like a giant air hockey table. Okay. And you hit a button and it shoots up air out of the bottom and we can slide the glass around and then we get it to where we just get to like an edge of the table and pop it on those scores oh nice okay cool it's been it's been interesting learning how to how to cut and break glass just because like for those the the people listening that don't know i have a couple hand injuries and um i keep re-injuring them (laughs) because of because of the glass not as bad as i have but it's it's still just nerve-wracking at times
0: I could see that but so you know do like you have just,
1: any, how often do you have like mistakes with that like where you're just like shattering some fucking glass in there every single time I get on that machine oh really <laughs> whether it's like I set the offsets wrong or I you know <laughs> I just I don't I, I'm I'm literally two weeks into learning this machine so it's like, like it, it's just insane. I've, I've thrown a piece of glass across the room because I just hit the wrong button and all of a sudden the arm sends it one way and then next thing you know there's glass broken. I'd rather just do it by hand the old fashioned way. Dang kids, get off my lawn, you know? <laughs> so there is one story from Maker Camp that I would like to, to touch on because I've yet to hear you guys talk about it. <laughs> okay. And Corey, you're, you're, you were my partner in crime on this one oh, downstairs for the barrel rolling. Oh yeah. We didn't ever talk about that.
0: <laughs> I thought, I thought we mentioned it a little bit, but I don't know if we really
1: got into it. Oh, I don't think you did. Cause I was listening for it Man, I got pictures and video. And yeah. About all that all that.
2: <laughs> that
0: Man, was, that, that was pretty awesome. That was, that was one of those random fucking things that you think back on and you like, well, I mean, we that,
1: wind up- we, it was raining. That's how we wound up there. There's so
2: no way it was, we're... it was like dude, a German fest, right? Right, right. It right. was the it, it, fest. Which, yeah, which was really weird at like an Irish bar and... I
1: like, think they were calling it the Irish, Irish fest.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was just weird in general. Like even like f- for the Black... Th- I mean, I, I don't know if it's weird for the Blackthorn, but like to, to be at Maker Camp in this place in the middle of nowhere and then to walk into that and it was like this fucking crazy ass festival... It reminded me of like when we'd be on deployment and you didn't know what to expect and you just go into this bar and you're like, oh, okay, this is weird. But that's what it felt like, except for in New York.
1: (laughs) So I've got a buddy at work that he's actually from about a mile from the Blackthorn and he would, they would go to the Blackthorn on the regular while he was living there. Hmm. So he knew exactly where I was going. He's been in that bar. He was supposed to be up there uh, same time we were, but. Things happened, um, and apparently that's that was the first time they did the Oktoberfest, but things like that are not uncommon up there, from what I understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think we pretty much, we just went in there because it was cold and rainy, and we were like, there's Wi-Fi down there, there's beer, mm-hmm. and it's not in the rain or in the cold, and uh, so we walked into that, and we we're like, this is wild, and then... We were like, this is some fucking good people watching. So we just were, <laughs> we were good with that
1: for a while. That, that was prime <laughs> people
0: watching. <laughs> it, yeah. it was great. Cause they were all dressed up in like, uh, like the German, uh,
1: leader. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. But they weren't all like, like top notch costumes. Like well, some of these like, t shirts with yeah, the t shirts with it on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was great. Um, uh, but then, yeah, we were, we were just kind of hanging out and I think we were pretty content with just people watching the whole time, but yeah, then but they were, were like, they, they, they did a
1: people f- for barrel rolling.
0: Yeah. Cause they did a few contests. Like one of them, they were just like all holding their, uh, arms out and, together. Like, you know, almost like you'd like be given a high five, like in a group or whatever, but they were all holding like a gla- uh, a beer glass full of water. Um, and they had to like, hold. I don't know. I think they held it for like eight minutes before the. That must they, have been before I got down there, because I don't remember Oh, you didn't that. see that one? Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, they did all kinds of silly things like that, and then they had like some karaoke going on there. And then, um, yeah, when was the barrel like, rolling... It was they needed...
1: style uh, karaoke, I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, But then they were like calling for people to get into it, and
1: we were like, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> yeah. That so and, and, and so, long story short, we ended up getting... First our team got first place. So we all got oh, yeah, medals. Yours was like 2017 girls <laughs> With, yeah. soccer turn, like Saint Margaret's girls soccer team medal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, I still got it somewhere. I didn't keep the um the trophy because we won this uh oh yeah little, like African totem thing with like this oh, little yeah. bongo bongo drum drum between their legs kind of looks silly, but uh, <laughs> I took that and I left it in our room and I like tried to wedge it up onto like the uh the top shelf of the room so it'd stay there, but it's definitely not going to stay there because our, <laughs> our ceilings were only like seven <laughs> feet tall, <laughs> yeah. So it was like wedged in at this weird, awkward angle where it looked like it was going to fall off the shelf. And I'm like, damn, I really hope. 'Cause you know, we're I think we got the same room for next year. I'm like, I really
1: hope that's there next year, but I don't think it's gonna be. The the best way I could describe y'all's room is like, you know that scene in Lord of the Rings where Gandalf comes to visit Bilbo and like he doesn't quite fit. That was that was me in y'all's room. <laughs> that's funny. I would be I w- I would be very excited to see if it's it's in there next year. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I do like the uh the Hobbit reference there
0: we were are calling us Hobbits, but you should have seen when Dean was there with us. <laughs> hey, I can't, I can't say
1: anything. About we we, we the, almost had
0: a whole fellowship of the yeah, ring. <laughs> yeah. We had a whole
1: shire in there. Hey, I can't say anything about Dean now. Shout, shout out to Dean Duplantis. Uh, appreciate you, bud. Oh, Dean's great. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Well, he was it you room. that
0: said that, or was it dean Chris, where he was like, "Oh man, I didn't know you guys were one of me. Like, yeah. you're, you're one of my people."
2: <laughs> I think I think we all were saying that.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I, nice I, that I, we're all on the same level.
1: I had <laughs> wandered away from you guys, and I was walking up when he said that.
0: Mm. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, we haven't we haven't mentioned this episode that Jake here th- said he would uh, try out as our third. So we're still doing the um tryouts for uh, a third co-host on the makeshift podcast here and jake wanted to throw in his um kitty cat ears in the running
1: i mean if i if i do get to be the third the kitty cat ears will not be here sorry all right you're up that's it that's the only reason i wanted you know what fine you
0: don't have that many stories funny stories from me i don't want to hear anything about funny from
1: you (laughs) calm down all right this this episode's over yep (laughs) And you know, so oh, all right, let me let me ask you guys like, <laughs> coming from like a, a, a day from it coming from like a day job hobby maker to like you guys who are actual like professional makers, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, <laughs> is that what I am?
2: <laughs> I'm 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 a professional at
1: making grown men into. Little bitches on the internet. (laughs) You know what? Everybody's got to make something, right? But no, like that's what I'm curious about. Like, I'm not trying to take my shit to the next level. Sorry, didn't need to drop the s. Um, Oh yeah, don't say shit. Yeah, you can swear as much as you want. Well,
2: don't be ridiculous about it.
1: Um, But uh, I don't know. I just there are times where me, where for myself, I feel like I'm, I'm almost like I've got that. That uh, imposter syndrome, I guess it is, Mm. where it's like, is what I'm doing actually making, or is it just like, am I just a, you know, just a monkey swinging hammer at times, you know? Oh yeah, you're definitely a monkey swinging a hammer. Well, sure. No, yeah, but
0: I'm saying, I know what you're saying because I used to think about that a lot, Um, and mainly when I was thinking about the imposter syndrome, it was when I was in like my garage by myself, trying to figure out what to make and trying to, I feel like f- for a long time early on in my like Instagram days, I was doing the thing that a lot of people do where it's like, you try to make it look like you're better than you are. or You try to make it look like you're, I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's like a, a validation thing or like you're trying, I don't, I don't know. But I. I don't feel like I've thought about that in a long time because I don't, I, I feel like once you get your flow and you figure out like your direction and what you're doing, that kind of just falls apart or maybe, maybe if you do it long enough and you, you tell the same story so often you don't feel well, like an imposter anymore.
2: I think eventually you just stop giving a fuck about everybody else.
0: That's, that's and probably you're just what it like is, yeah. whatever, like I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. I'm just, doing
2: yeah, I'm, ju- I'm doing my yeah. thing. I'm not, you know, this is just what I do now. So it's like, I think a lot of the imposter syndrome comes from like, trying to share stuff and put yourself out there, you know? But like, oh, yeah. if you're that, just yeah. in your garage doing your own thing, you know, cause you obviously the internet's full of negative comments. So it's, it's hard not to, not to listen to those sometimes, you know, but you know, like I said, if you're just sitting there doing your own thing and whatever, I, I don't, I don't know if that really comes up.
1: Well, I think, I think that's maybe why I gravitated towards the, the spoons recently so quickly. It's like I did that one at Maker Camp and then I did one last weekend and I'm I'm already thinking about the next one I'm gonna do. And it's just like everyone hears the name Metal Chef Customs and they think that like I'm a knife maker. And don't get me wrong, I got into blacksmithing because I did want to be a knife maker. But um I'm I don't like doing the finishing work, if I'm completely honest. I like forging knife shaped objects, but I don't like finishing them out. And so and but spoons there's something about spoons that kind of calls me right now, and all of my guys that I've known from kitchen life—they, their big thing is spoons. They like spoons. They want spoons. So, kind of feels like a good direction to go right now.
0: Yeah, and that uh, feels like it
1: suits the name still. Uh, yeah. So
0: yeah, yeah, I think that that can work. Uh, but yeah, I think basically at some point you just. Stop caring if it suits it, and then you just own it. (laughs) Like this is just this is what people know me as, no matter what. Because there's a lot of people out there that you'll hear them on podcasts or whatever, and they're like, "How'd you come about your name?" And they're like, "Well, I started doing this," and then they're like, "Well, I don't do that at all anymore." But that's what people know me as. Like, so I just kept it. So it just becomes your identity, whether or not it's the perfect identity. Like, because early on, when you're like come up with with your name, it's it's easy to be like, I don't know if that's if that's fitting. But eventually, it just fits because that's what you just own.
1: Well, I knew for I knew for me, like mine was fitting. It's just figuring out where in that that chef life, I guess, I was going to hook back into because I was I, I'm not a knife maker. I don't want to be a knife maker. I do knife shaped things for fun, but other than that, you know, I've I've done spatulas. I've done you know I've done frying pans. You guys have seen that a couple times now. Yeah, that's um, pretty sweet but I haven't found anything that I feel like is quite my niche yet. And so it's just that little exploration journey of what, what, what is it I want to do? What is it that I'm good at and just finding it, I guess.
0: Yeah. I feel like your, your branding would be on point for that type of thing. Like for some kind of a one-off or high end, like utensil that a chef is using in their kitchen. And they're like, "Oh yeah, I got this from Metal Chef Customs, Jake, because it's fucking cool." Like, I feel like that would that would suit that.
1: One thing that's that's caught my interest um, is is chopsticks. Believe it or not, I'm 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 trying to wrap my brain around that. Whether it's forging them or you know getting some high end material like a uh, like a damascus steel or uh, you know uh, one of those uh, what's what is it like baker uh, fortune tool or something big bake, baker fortune tools there you go getting something like that and turning it into chopsticks mm. i don't know how koi would probably feel about that but at the same time could be cool you know some copper my chopsticks yeah it would be cool and that's one of those things people like
0: i mean i've seen people with expensive chopsticks and they're not even all they do is go eat sushi you know once in right, a <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they just love to have their special chopsticks in their little case. You should make some really cool ones though that uh, have like a a pivot point on it, to where you can't actually use them as real chopsticks, but more like the training ones.
1: Oh, like, so like the, uh, like the like the like the clothespins, <laughs> but they're extended. Like, <laughs> yeah, way, yeah, because oh, that'd, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be a that would be an interesting challenge.
2: Make make them just like, like they're a in main, they're uh, in a
1: nice uh, case and everything. <laughs> Yeah, make make them you just like them just you some would make Harry the Vipers. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So what you're saying is you want me to up upstage your Nunchuck nuns, Chuck Norris nunchuck things from last yeah. year. Yep. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm still in awe by those. Like I, <laughs> I will go back and look at them, and it's it blows my mind. Thanks.
0: Uh, I really feel like I should have made some again, just so I could just be the Nunchuck Nunchuck guy every year. Um. But you know, lots
1: of people like the rocket, so I don't know. I mean, the rocket this year especially was fitting. No, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Did you ever make uh, Nick his?
0: No, not yet. I actually because I had messaged him and I was like, uh, I was I you know I told him because it was coming up. By the time I figured out that's what I wanted to make, um, there was like a few weeks to maker camp, and I was like, I don't think I have time to make two of them. Uh, so I, I was gonna I had enough material to make two of them I just didn't have the time and so I messaged him and I was like hey man I didn't I didn't get yours done in time but if you want to check it out at Maker Camp and then we can see if there's any changes we don't, we want to make and then make yours um, and I th- I thought he was gonna be there again but he didn't ended up he didn't end up making it this year up there so it's a good thing I didn't try to stress about getting it done um, and so I messaged him when I got back and I'm like. So just let me know whenever you want it or i can get started on it and he's like well I, I plan on going next year so if you even just wait to do it and just do it before then just bring it next year i was like okay cool
2: No, well, that's what you need a whole year
0: and then i'll wait I have two weeks to do it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly a whole yeah
2: 52 really weeks sucks. so you can wait 50 of them to start <laughs> right
0: yeah and then i'll forget how i did it and be like shit Oh, this makes sense.
2: Yeah. Forget where all your files are. Have to do yeah. it all. <laughs> yep.
1: I'm not going to lie. The, the, the maker swap actually adds a little bit of like positive pressure for me as far as maker camp goes only because I get so wrapped up in like the day to day of what's going on in life to where it's like, I have to make sure I set aside some time to work on the swap, like in the month or so leading up to it. And so it's just, it's one of those things that makes me come back to reality and, and focus a little more.
0: Yeah, I think it's good for that. I think because uh, we all kind of get in our own, you know, rhythm or, of doing life. And sometimes, I mean, especially for a lot of people that are like hobbyists and doing this on the weekends and have, you know, full-time jobs. Like you don't really think about what you're going to make or when you're going to make something. So I, I do think it's good that they, they do the the maker swap. And uh, kind of, they make it, you know, Keith and Tony, Make it important or uh, stress the importance of, you know, trying to do your best so that you do want to show it off and you actually put in the effort. So if it was like a, "Eh, you don't really have to do it or you don't have to try, then then there'd be a lot of a lot less entries.
1: Yeah, that was the thing I kept hearing from from Keith. Like every time somebody asked him about their swap item, he was like, is it the best you could do? Do you think it's the best you could do? And it was just like, all right. This is cool. Like this is not a. It's not to be taken lightly, but it's not to be taken seriously either. If that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. Um, I ran into my sight. So you you guys both know that I've camped the last two years at camp, and um, this this year I ran into my sight mate from last year, and. Uh, the, the werewolf. and no, not the werewolf. The, on the other side. <laughs> Uh, Owen and Becky ran into them this year. And last year, Owen, Owen brought homemade hot sauces and he was questioning whether or not that was worthy of going into a swap. And I was like, dude, you made it, put it in. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say right now, he makes some damn good hot sauce. Nice. He gave me another bottle this year. Uh, Becky actually got, uh, Jimmy deresta's ax, his fake oh, black nice. Raven that he made.
2: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Man, I, I wanted that.
1: I think everybody did
2: reels i I wanted it just to be able to make like reels to piss people off <laughs> uh,
1: from what i from what I gathered, like it actually it it gathered some fire under it because he basically made the the black Raven label but mm. then tweaked it and then etched just a normal axe with it so hmm.
0: that would be a fun way to. Uh... Troll people like a troll account like that where you um you make something that you claim to be an antique that you just went and found and just like make it a big thing like oh look at this thing I just like even go to like some pawn shop or yeah yeah be like wow look at this thing I just found oh my god but like it has some kind of obvious flaw that you know the people of the internet are gonna be like what no that's not real and just do that with every item you find that way like and do it the way you were doing your your last. Or not, not, not your last reel cuz it was probably 30 reels ago now chris but you're the tire one where you're like super informative about it Yeah. Mm. oh yeah but just be
1: <laughs> just be bullshit
0: <laughs> just make it all up
1: <laughs> i know <laughs> there was there was some flack a little while back in in the maker restoration space about like those there are some channels on youtube that do fake restorations where they oh yeah artificially patina stuff and just bury it in the backyard and do that same thing. So, I mean, on one hand, that takes a lot of skill to make it
0: look that legit. Oh yeah. But to to make it look legit, but then also an obvious flaw on it, that's going to make people pick it out. I think would be awesome. Especially if you came up with a bullshit story about it. Just we're like that for that, you need to find one of those people that just love to tell a story. Like Mm. my brother, Steve, like he would just go on, he would just make shit up all the time and he, th- he'd he be the type of guy that he'd just fucking ramble on about this nonsense item he just found. But I, uh, so like,
2: remember I said the, uh, what was it? I was like, oh, you guys are making me feel like, um, Scarface. And then I played mm-hmm. the clip from the Godfather where he's like, every time <laughs> I think I'm out, I, they pull me back in
0: yeah. <laughs> I, nice. got
2: a, I got a new one. Somebody commented with this. So I'm going to use this in one. I'm going to say, uh, like Superman's dad once said, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> oh, geez.
1: <laughs> God, the nerd in me is cringing uh, so hard right now. <laughs>
2: I got I to gotta think of a good place to put that one in. Oh, man. I used to have this shirt that had a Dalek on it from like Doctor Who, and it was like it was like cool r2d2 star trek is so great (laughs) (laughs) it'll be all right jake
1: oh man (laughs) y'all can't see my face right now but i'm hurting i'm hurting so bad you see
2: uh you see what gnome hammer well actually a few people have, have are doing it um so i guess like brian house has like a i don't know what you call it like a maker collective kind of thing so he's got like Austin from a High Caliber Craftsman is making um, scribes and then mm. Gnome Hammer is making hammers.
1: I saw the Gnome Hammer hammers. I missed the, the thing with Austin. Yeah, mm. I I can't wait to get my hands on one of those hammers. I am, mm. I am waiting, waiting so hard for that hammer.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's a good deal on those. Um, you know, I mean, on top of supporting now two of our friends, you know, it's also... It is just a good deal on a hammer. It's
1: it's so. a damn good deal on a hammer.
2: Yeah, hundred bucks handmade hammer, and uh, I guess it'll have like the house made logo, and then the no hammer logo, and then it's got a.
1: Uh, Ryan Ryan just got a new touch mark that's going on those. Did you see that?
2: Mm-mm. I don't know if I did.
1: It's it's pretty pretty nice nice touch mark. Hmm. That's something I need to work on myself is a touch mark. Mm.
2: Yeah, I've been meaning to get one. Some guy commented on one of my videos and was like, could you make me a brand with like a reverse number five on it or something? I'm like, no, I don't, I don't do that kind of stuff. He's like, well, why not? And I'm like, well, I don't make and sell anything. He's like, oh, so before <laughs> you didn't do that kind of stuff, but now you don't make and sell anything. And it's like, like, I looked and he follows me. I'm like, you follow me. Do you ever see me make and sell anything? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's this is all my stuff, you know? I was like,
0: what oh, do know. I sell content? <laughs> yeah, I yeah.
2: Somebody, somebody said something and they it's were so like, controversy. <laughs> yeah. They were like, uh, they commented on, Oh, the drywall sander that I got, like I put a picture of it up and it's, a, it's like a new Bosch one. And he was like, he was like, "Why am I following this account? Like, what? What do you do? Did you have another viral video or something?" And I was like, "I was." He's like, "What kind of content do you make?" And I was like, "I make contents for know-it-alls to be able to express themselves."
0: <laughs>
2: that's jeez. That's, I need. I think I need that on a shirt. That's what who I
0: asks make. somebody what content they make. Just fucking look Just at click. Their content. Yeah,
2: click my name. <laughs> it's so weird. Like so many people do that. Like, they never will look at who you are. They'll just watch some 30-second video and, you know, write a story about you in, in your head or in their head and, and come up with some crazy response or whatever, or some crazy comment to leave. And it's like, you could have avoided all of this by just clicking on my account and seeing what I do. But whatever. Or I like when they'll, they'll have commented negatively on, like, A concrete video but then like my blacksmithing stuff will come across and they're like wow you you actually know what you're doing you do nice work but it's too bad you cut corners so i'm sure you cut corners on everything
1: (laughs) okay jesus whatever chris when it comes to your videos uh youtube likes to do this thing where it'll give me like two to three solid weeks of nothing but chris powell in the shorts and then you'll. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna edit that part out. I mean, I'm not.
2: I'm not gonna edit it out. I'm gonna put that at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> YouTube Great. YouTube likes to give me two solid weeks of Chris Paul in my shorts. <laughs> and, then,
1: and then, and then nothing for like. No, three no Chris months. Powell in your shorts. No Chris Powell in my shorts for three months, and then all of a sudden, well, he's okay, back again. So, so here's my question: Do you watch? <laughs> <laughs> do you watch the videos when
2: when I'm in your shorts? Do you yes. watch my videos
1: when um, you're sh- you, when you are in my shorts? I eagerly, enthusiastically click on you every time. Well, then well, man, I know how to know. get to Jake. You got to get into his shorts
0: first, and then that's have you have you Jake's clicked on the you. Bell? I never wear shorts. Have you clicked the bell the the notification
2: button and the bell? Do you have notifications turned on?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. Are you subscribed to me? Let me check. <laughs> this is it, thrilling. I'm sure. Th- that's that's the thing I like about YouTube, though,
0: is it like if you are subscribed to somebody and you have that, you know, the bell. Checked or whatever that no matter what when you post a video it'll it'll yeah not- notify I- you on your phone mm-hmm. and I'm like because it's not that often I get on YouTube but if I see and it'll be like so and so post a new video I'm like oh what what the hell is that but like Instagram like it doesn't notify you when somebody posts a new reel you just happen to check it so yeah you know, I guess it's a good thing about YouTube's
1: yeah I just checked I'm I'm fully subscribed I got the bell checked everything I don't know I don't know. It's the damn algorithm trying to keep you down, man.
2: I got my uh, play button coming. Oh, yeah? My, my silver play button, yeah. Nice. I was able to, you got to, like, they, they like, start reviewing your account, but you got to, like, put in all your information and make sure your name is spelled the way you want to and whatever. I thought you had to buy it, but,
1: oh know, really? I yeah, I was under that impression too. Yeah, okay. Now, I,
2: I guess if you lose it or, or you need, you know. You need like a, a replacement duplicate or something, yeah. Then you got to pay for it. But the first one's free.
1: I'm fully nice. in favor of you like casting a replica of your play button and then just doing something out- outlandish with it. We'll see. Maybe I'll
2: come up with something. Maybe I'll just Whatever. make like a new one out of wood and be like turning my play button into a palette.
1: Yeah. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see.
1: So what do you, what do you guys have on the horizons like as far as projects and I guess Chris you're still go- finishing up the car Corey you're working on the, the what is it four axis five axis
0: yeah yeah so the mr one the whole point of it is to develop the the fourth axis machine basically for me I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna use it for other purposes also in the shop for the Siggo guys and stuff like that um, but yeah I mean that's that's what's on the That's what's on my horizon is, uh, you know, like another reason why I bought the MR1 was that, like, you can't really go. Not, not that I know of anyway, you can't go to a school for CNCs. Like I've looked it up to try to find, like if there's like a, besides, besides going through Facebook pages and YouTube videos to learn more about them, like you can't get like an education in CNC building and get certified for it. So I buy machines and test them out and try to learn from them. So like, I've got the Phantom, the Onefinity, the Langmire now. Um, but I really liked when I was looking up the Langmire, how the, it was a kit. You had to build the whole thing. You had to put pour the concrete, you had to follow the step-by-step instructions. And, uh, you know, so I wanted to, I wanted to build that and learn from the way they did it. And that's, I think my favorite thing about the machine so far. I mean, obviously is the machine, but the instructions are amazing. Like they did a really good job. They spent a ton of time on the instructions and the videos. Like if I, if so I could have so that like level. It's like a manual too. Then like Yeah. The, instruction well, manual. Yeah. I mean, basically, I mean, they, they don't even send you an actual manual. It's just, mm. it's all, it's all on their website, but it's step-by-step instructions. Every part is labeled every part is in its own like envelope in the box. Like it's just everything's super easy to follow and do. And then any, like there's, there's probably 12 videos they had on just the different because things that didn't need a video, like putting together the the legs and things like that. Like it was just instructions, you know, almost like building some Legos, but mm-hmm. that's the what I was, I was
1: thinking. Made, it sounds like a Lego set for adults.
0: It's, it's what I, that's what I said to a couple of the guys in the shop. Because they're like, how's it going? Looks like a lot of work. I'm like, dude, this is fucking great. Like, <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> it was fun up until the enclosure. And then I was like, fuck this. I'm going to throw shit. <laughs> Why is it just a lot of parts? Well, it's it's just like I said earlier, just how you're you have you're putting on the silicone. It'd probably be easier with a second person. But oh, I right. didn't want to ask anybody to help. I just wanted to do it myself. And <laughs> really, it's just... The reaching in and around like the the flange of it to like put the screw and the nut together and get like the Allen wrench in and the, and the ratchet. Like I hate doing mm. that type of shit. And that's, that's probably why I don't ever like have like a project car or shit like that is I hate working yeah. on shit that is hard to fucking reach. Like it drives me fucking nuts if I'm like, I just want to screw this one little bolt in and I'm stripping mm. it out because I can't fucking reach it right. Like that, <laughs> that shit drives me nuts. No. Um, you need a hard rod. I know much just get to anything on those yeah i'll probably go into just so i can bitch about it and how i broke a bolt off and the internet told me i'm stupid (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) they'll be like it's a good thing there's machinists out there that can fix that for you sure
0: yeah i probably will get like a hot rod at some point or some some kind of a project car just because i think it'll be fun as like a next skill set i mean i've got Mm -hmm the machining and all that. Like I can make fucking anything almost for it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm you, can, well.
2: you can go into like be beginner hot rod builder with stuff that, you know, professional hot rod builders don't have
1: access to. Yeah. So, you know, with all the machining background. Yeah. Well, as soon as I, as soon as I have a place that I can actually put a project car, um, I've actually got my grandfather's 86 GMC pickup truck that I've, I've got to go to tuscaloosa alabama to get but hmm. it's there so you know at some point i'll have a, a project vehicle
0: yeah that will be cool
1: just just old enough i can actually work on it and not have a computer science degree you know yeah <laughs> yeah i'm uh, i'm getting pretty close to mine i got it
2: all i got well a lot of it wired up the other day i just need um So it didn't have like fuses. They didn't have any fuses on anything from the factory. And I either needed to extend the wire that goes from the uh, starter to like the, um, there's like a terminal block that everything splits off of that. But uh, the one wire you can put like an inline fuse on. So I just got to, I was going to buy one because they just sell like a little kit that bolts on. Um, and for whatever reason, it's back to door- back ordered everywhere. So I'm just going to end up making my own. I just got to go find like one of the old school. um What do you call them? Like the sil- the cylinder fuses
0: mm. that oh, they used yeah, yeah. to
2: use in cars. Uh, the ones you could replace in like a 22 shell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so does this mean that it'll be ready for Maker Camp 2025 or 2024?
2: Oh, yeah. No, it'll definitely be ready for next year if I wanted to bring it up. Um, it's, it's really close. I mean, I, I got, like, some more um, – there's, like, these rods that hold the radiator in place that have to be mounted to the firewall, and, I, like, I got those. Really, really, the only thing I need to do before I get too far ahead is I need some people to come help me lift the body off, and I need to, like, stand it up on the firewall so I can paint the bottom of it. Um, because like the bottom has never been sealed or you know anything, it's just the raw uh plywood and, and whatever wood. Um, so I want to you know seal that with something that'll soak into the wood good and then uh probably cover it with pour 15 or whatever, just to have a nice solid finish on it.
1: Well, I work Monday through Thursday, so anytime, like give me a shout and I'll come over.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I'm not could sure how many people,
2: maybe two of us could do it.
0: Could you, could you do that with like a chain fall or something like that? where you could just like lift it from, like I just the need backs?
2: to, yeah, I just need to, you know, there's not a lot to hook onto just cause it's, you know, like a whole wooden body.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. But well, you could probably mount something to it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe.
2: I don't know. I think I, it would just be easy to have like a few people over and just, you know, I think we can do it real quick without screwing around and, I'm all about doing stuff by myself. But, so uh,
1: let's, let's, let's grill some meat and uh, call some people and make a barbecue out of it. That's a good idea. you yeah, gonna have to do that. Sorry, you you're th- all you, not invited. You throw, you throw beer and sm- meat with smoke into any situation. You'll have people over. It, it'll hey, take no time at all. You get some smoke, smoked meat and Jake will be in your shorts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, smoke. All right, hold on. Smoke meat smoke and meat smoke. Smoke meat and smoke meat are two different things. And my brother lives in Montreal, so I know the difference.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I don't know what that means,
1: but I
0: don't know what that means either, but I think it's funny. You know,
2: you know who might know the difference?
0: <laughs>
2: These people. <laughs> These people right here, because some of them I think live in Montreal or at least the country that has Montreal in it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right, so uh, yeah, I'm talking about our patrons. If you would like to be one of our Patreon supporters, you can do so by heading over to Patreon.com/slash/MakeshiftPodcast. We have a couple different levels that you can support us at, and uh, the top one will get you into an Instagram chat. We read everyone's name off every week. We've got Keith Drennan of Blackthorn Concepts, Ed Johns of ButtJoints.com, JJ's Repair, Green Street Joinery, Michael Nye, Brenda. Chad's Custom Creations, Mike from Pixels to Prototype, Fire and Steel Podcast Listener, comma, UK Knife Maker Supplies, which is Toby. Uh, did I read his name off last week? I don't remember doing yes. it. And I he think you me. did. Uh, he said he, he thought his payment got like declined or something. I don't know. I guess he figured it out. Or I'm on the wrong <laughs> list. I don't uh, know. Woodland Iron, David Beckwith, Jake Largan of Metal Chef Customs, That's Maritime nice. Knife Adam Coonrat, mm-hmm. David Wood, The Grant Alexander, Austin Saunders, Jess Brad at Brad's Customs, Jeff Stein, a weird guy, Brian of Gnome Hammer Forge, Scott at Dad It Yourself DIY, Bex Armory, Waffle Beaver, Rob DeMarco, Christy Steinman, CPA, mm-hmm. David and Joanna at Wideworks, uh, Miguel, overall maker works. Chris from Green Money Fab, and uh, survives in every film, which is jo- Joey. So he's <laughs> he's doing that thing where he changes his name every week for the Fire nice. and Steel podcast. They were trying to get everyone. They were trying to get everyone of our patrons to change <laughs> their name to. We listen to the Fire and Steel podcast, and it's better, or something <laughs> like that.
1: That's funny. Nope, sorry, guys. Not going to happen.
2: So we've actually got our free list is growing. Oh, nice. So so our free list. because you keep talking
0: about it, and people are like, yeah. what
2: the fuck yeah. is a free list? So now we've got... I mean, they must be like, what the hell? There's nothing in here. So we've got Jason Sullivan still. He probably... Oh. Free He's later. probably only listened to like two episodes, so he'll never hear <laughs> us talk about this. Uh, we have Danny, and then we have Danny Boy, Orlando. Okay. So, you guys, got to guys got to start for- forking over some cash here. I'm yeah. Still we talked
1: more about you, but you haven't paid us, so yeah. I'm still We're confused like by that. the the free list. Like, what? Why is this a thing?
2: I don't know. I mean, we don't yeah. have anything on our patreon page anyways it's mostly like the instagram chat that you get into and then just yeah you know i think people just like supporting yeah like the podcast and makers and stuff they listen to anyways
0: um i think it works out for us because we'll just guilt trip the freebies until they uh pay up right (laughs)
2: yeah yeah next week we put your emails out (laughs) just just think about that We'll you it is pretty
0: weeks. funny though that the uh, Fire and Steel guys do that. Like that's their thing—is having them change the names because mm. you know every single podcast that these people are also a- also patrons are are going to bring it up and be like, "Ah, that's because of the Fire and Steel guys." So it's that's kind of smart on their part. Yeah, they're brilliant or something, I guess. <coughs> <laughs> uh,
2: we also got to thank uh, Pone CNC. So if you've got a CNC router, you got to make sure you check them out. They got all sorts of things that are going to help you out. You can find them at pwncnc.com. Uh They make dust boots. He did just post the video about the uh, ATC, the automatic tool changer. So He oh, yeah, did like that. a little intro into that, and uh, yeah, that that should be pretty cool. Um, you
0: know, I'm still pretty got excited those about those.
2: Kits. Yeah, that's cool. But that's, those are
0: those are eighty mil. Um mm-hmm. spindles so those will fit on well, basically any hobby cnc machine but like i i want to try to make them work on the cyclones mm-hmm. i've I, i've been i have been looking into them for you know past year or two because i knew they were coming out with them but mm-hmm. now that daniel has one more i'm more excited about it because i could yeah get get his all right yeah
2: save all the
0: time and energy trying to come up with it
1: now Corey, when yeah. you say uh, hobby cnc are you talking your level hobby cnc or my level hobby cnc what is your, your level, level hobby the, CNC? The, gla- the glass cutter exactly i have i have no experience with cnc other than what i'm doing at work so i don't know if i'd call yours a hobby level
0: mm. i mean that's yeah, that's an industrial or commercial grade machine yeah. if your company you're, bought it you're definitely yeah. not at
2: uh, automatic tool changer level uh, oh, your, not. yourself yourself
0: no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know
1: if your company is. <laughs> yeah. 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 You guys gotta stop
2: soft <laughs> destroying
1: glass before you that get that's into one of those. That's strictly an <laughs> ID ten T error. It would not, be pretty fucking uh, funny though. <laughs> I, I'm
0: imagining your little drag knife coming in or whatever it is, like the little drag, you know, diamond bit or whatever that cuts it and then like it switches over and it's like this little foot. Like a little tiny boot and it comes in and just kicks it. (laughs) Just like pushes down on it, puts a little
2: bit of downward pressure on it and snaps it.
0: Or like uh, the boxing hand and it's just like the, it punches it. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Spring loaded boxing
1: hand. Uh, That'd be something.
0: We'll get working on those for you.
2: (laughs) Let me me know when you got the prototype ready to court. Ready, Corey. I'll I'll run it by a shop. Sounds good. I'm gonna solve all your guys' problems. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jake here's been telling me he can't cut a single piece of glass without breaking it. <laughs> uh, You're not far off. We could use like one of those punching nuns. You ever seen those? Like, oh yeah, was the little yeah it had the little thing in it, and it would punch. We'll make one of those that like punches each side of the glass. Yeah, yeah, snaps it right along that line,
0: and then you can always switch over to like a, a little broom and dustpan one that comes in, and picks up just, the broken glass. Follows, Actually, that follows that, that would be around. Awesome. <laughs> this right is now, basically
1: like a go-go gadget upgrades oh. for your CNC machine. <laughs> so for that CNC machine, we do have a uh, a Roomba that at the end like at the end of the day nice. we sit it on there and it just goes around and sweeps up all the little glass shards it's kind of kind of entertaining to watch cuz it doesn't fall off the edge that's pretty funny actually i was imagining it as like a tool you'd put
0: in there like as a, like a vacuum that like the machine would drive around but it seems well, yeah, better I mean, than you, you, have, have, you have you the, the have machine dock, that so could
1: that would be <laughs> awesome except for the fact that the the glass shards all get mixed in with a, the cutting oil so it like has to sit there for a minute to dry and then there's, there's shards. Hmm. It's a weird little machine, man. I don't know what to tell you. Clearly.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, what do you guys think?
1: Was All there right, a cat cool. in there earlier, Jake? Uh, it wasn't in the room, but it was outside, and it's obnoxious. Right. I, Is that I like heard, a lizard I that and I, I didn't uh, know if, There's a snake yeah. behind me. Nice. I was trying there's to see if she was, she was available, but... Doesn't look like she is. <laughs> she's a bit Shut uh, up, Corey. <laughs> I don't know why you got to say
2: it like that.
0: <laughs> she's in a serious relationship, okay?
1: No, she's With just tucked cat. away in
0: her cave. Huh. <laughs> All right.
2: Nice. Well, Jake, uh, where can we find you? At? Or where can everybody else find you? At?
1: Uh, really, just on Instagram, Metal Chef Customs. I have a Facebook page, but that's really just a ghost ship for Instagram. So you're gonna see the same thing over there as you would on Instagram. Um, other than that, I'm not on YouTube. I'm not on TikTok. That's that's about it. Cool. All
2: right, well, everybody, go check Jake out, and uh, you know, give us some feedback this week because no one has been giving us any feedback at all. I think Keith that's true. was like the only person. Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: definitely. So, uh, with the feedback, let us know because obviously the last three weeks, four weeks now, three weeks, we've had uh, our guests have been potential third co-hosts. So, tell us which one you've liked the best. Um, You don't have to tell us which one you've liked the worst. We might even have another one. Jake doesn't need that feedback.
1: Yeah, I don't need that. I've got enough (laughs) self-esteem issues. (laughs) Yeah,
2: don't don't send it to Jake, anyways. Yeah. We, we might have you're another the guest. Worst. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're the worst. Let Chris and Corey know you won't be back. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> we might the we only... might have another guest lined up next week if he still wants to talk to us.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yep. And
0: uh... Uh, yeah, so if you are also want to try out or come on the show, let us know.
1: I do appreciate you guys having me on. Like, I know we've talked about it for a while, but thanks, thanks again for having me. Oh, we appreciate
2: all your support that we've gotten from you.
1: Yeah, Chris, we appreciate uh, yeah. you coming. There we go. That's like your famous <laughs> line.
0: Thanks for coming. Uh, all right, it's been a
1: while <laughs> since I've heard that, so appreciate that as well.
2: <laughs> all right, well, thanks for listening, everyone, and we will see you all next week.
0: All right, see you.